welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, Devin A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Pro Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Welcome to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. In this episode, we are here with founder of The Life with Passion, Christine McAllister. Christine McAllister is passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs attract their next clients by using value-driven podcast guests. She's generated well over six figures as a podcast guest and has been recognized as the best in the world at podcast guesting by seven-figure founders like John Lee Dumas, Dana Wild, and Andrew Cruzy. As a media expert for two decades, she's helped broadcast the Olympic Games, produce an award-winning documentary for PBS, and has been featured in Inc., Business Insider, Bustle, The Huffington Post, and over 100 podcasts, in addition to hosting her own top-rated show, No One's Ever Gonna Ask That. Hello, hello, Christine. Devin, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I always love reading the bios about people because I'm like, yeah, she did that. Yeah, she <laughs> broadcast the Olympic Games. First of all, real quick, I want to know how that was. How did you come about doing that? And what were the games? Oh my gosh. So I went, I moved across the country to attend university at mm-hmm. a media, a school that was known for its media program. Yeah. And they have a, for decades, they've sent, their top students to every Olympic games. And so I got to go the first time as a student. And then I went back later uh, twice more as a professional. And the first time I got to be on the ice with the short track speed skaters and on the ice for the medal ceremony with figure skating, which was the the sport that I watched growing up. And so that was really, really cool. And then I also worked basketball in London, which was cool because I, that's probably, well, I don't know much about sports. That's the like one sport that I understand. And then, (laughs) and I knew the names like LeBron and, you know, Anthony Davis. And, and then I got to help people, um, with, to get security clearance, to go do their interviews after they've won medals in, in Russia and Sochi. And so it's a little, something a little different every time. And then I started having babies. So I haven't gone back. <laughs> and then COVID happened and who knows where the big games are going. And exactly. All of yeah. So what yeah. led you into broadcasting and then now into podcasting? Yeah, that's such a good question. I grew up wanting to be a vet from the time that I figured out that I wasn't strong enough in math to become an astronaut, which was my first choice. (laughs) I love animals. And so that's what you decide you're going to do when you're animal obsessed growing up. AP biology, when I couldn't bring myself to do a dissection, taught me that I probably wasn't going to do great in vet school. And so I looked at what what did come really naturally to me, and it's always storytelling. Mm. And so what where could I, I decided journalism wasn't for me. The Olympics, while I love that experience, taught me that I didn't want the lifestyle of being on the road covering sports. And I'm also not a sports person, so whatever. Yeah. But but what I really love is helping people tell their stories, which is what yeah. led me into creating a documentary, writing a book. And it just very naturally became a podcast guesting because I love connecting with people and hearing their stories and telling stories. So after I left my nine to five, I was, I became a professor after grad school and, but really wanted to do my own thing. So after I left 
the world of academia, I started an online marketing business because that's what I knew how to do, right? I was like, I can help these small businesses and kind of bridge the gap between, hey, you're really good at something, but you don't understand the interwebs, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I can help you tell your story, even though I wasn't a designer, I wasn't a coder, any of that. I was like, I can tell your story. And then I did that for a decade. And what happened to switch me into sort of the next level of empowerment and helping people first as a business coach, And now as a podcast uh, guest expert was I went through, I think a lot of people change it up after they go through something really life-changing, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, that was the unexpected, unexplained, full-term stillbirth of my first daughter. Mm -hmm. So that happened in 2015 and I was running this online marketing agency and I was like, yeah, it's fine. You know, I've replaced my income and chugging along, but I knew there was something else. I just, it took that wake up call Mm. for me to go, okay, like that happened. I'm still here. Let's get over our fear of change and what people are going to (laughs) think and figure out a way to create something good out of this because, because we need to, we need to do that for ourselves. And so I became a business coach and I started going on podcasts and I fell in love with it. And then people started saying, Hey, the way that you do it is different. Will you help me? And I just naturally evolved from there. Yeah. Let's talk about the power of storytelling. I mean, that's Mm. such like a, such a buzzword. I feel like over the last, you know, few years and really changing your marketing approach to be more storytelling driven. So for the listeners who, who don't know, like, how would you summarize what storytelling is and how to use that in your marketing? Well, I think for me, I really resist bro culture, bro marketing (laughs) and funnels and all of the things. Yes. Yes. Uh It's just not aligned to the way that I want to do business. Mm. And so the, the way that the way that we remember the most memorable things, the way we're wired, right. The way oral history worked thousands of years was through stories. Mm -hmm. And I think we get sold so many shiny objects around the new tech. I remember last year when all my friends were like, who has an invite to clubhouse? Cause you're all going to make a million dollars tomorrow. And I was like, I can't with you all, you know, (laughs) and it's it's been TikTok for the past however long. Right. Right. And I, maybe I'm like a Luddite, but I'm definitely a late adopter. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm on Facebook, you know? So I just, I just believe, I'll tell you this. When I got into my, my undergrad, I went in as this person who was kind of a generalist, Mm. like I could pull together people. I could organize a project, but I was surrounded by guys. Literally my major was like 75% male. I was surrounded by guys who had been shooting with their own cameras before they were accessible, like they are now, right, right. before the iPhone. They've been shooting with their own cameras all through high school. They brought their own cameras to college. Mm. And I had never picked up a professional camera. Yeah. And they knew all the editing software and they knew everything. And I was sitting there like, I'm really good at liberal arts. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and so it really stressed me out. And I remember one of my professors saying to me, you know, Christine, the tools are going to change. But the one thing that is never going to change is the ability to tell a good story. Yeah. 
And I found so much comfort in that. Cause I was like, I can do that. Right. Right. And so if you look at my career, you know, since I graduated from grad school in 2005, that's the theme, right? It's just being able to connect with people and tell a good story. And so if you can do that, it doesn't matter what your business is. You're always going to be able to be successful. Right. What would you say the difference is between, and thank you for talking about the bro culture because it is exhausting. <laughs> we always say, do we, do we sound like Chad and his friends, you know, like when writing copy, especially if you're, if you have to sell something, you know, and, and yes, there's, there's a, there's a absolutely a place for like getting to the point. Here's what it is, you know, but then also creating content that does, you know, connect with people. And so like, what would you say are, you know, maybe, if someone is used to selling the old way, and I put that in quotes and are wanting to move into more of like a connected approach, yeah. what are maybe like quick bullet points that you would say or quick things to think about when writing? That mm, I think it's being open to being inspired by life. Yeah. Right. So letting your life and your lifestyle be content. Yeah. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. Right. What were you talking to clients about? What questions do you get all the time? Mm-hmm. Right. What are you doing that your business affords you the ability to do yeah. that you couldn't do when you were in your nine to five, because that's so aspirational, right? Right. Share the work, share behind the scenes, but also I'm not a person who wants to live my life on social media. Mm-hmm. So often I'll like take a picture and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to use this when I'm at my computer but I'm not about to put up 30 Instagram stories because that stresses me out, right? (laughs) So the other thing, if you want to make, if you're talking about written content, you want to make it really visceral Mm. to find ways to include the the senses. Mm. What do you see in this circumstance? What do you touch? What are you, I was listening to a meditation, a nighttime meditation with my daughter last night. And it was like, walk on the sand and feel the sand crunching between your toes. It's like 30 degrees here. I'm like, I feel it. It's great. I need it. You know? Yes, exactly. I'm there. So what do you feel? What do you taste? What do you smell? Right. And just involve the senses, add that into your copy. It's instantly memorable. Right. Right. And I think also too, you know, yes, sharing all the things, how you got there, the questions that you get asked all the time, but also sharing what's not going well, what's the struggle, what's like, cause there's nothing more relatable. I posted something last week. I have terrible sleep, but it was like a picture of me just like, just sad and exhausted. And like, I, you know, I, one of those, I didn't quit my nine to five to work 24 seven, but it felt like that, that week, you know, <laughs> so sharing that story that sometimes it, it is like that. And also it's okay to just not, you know? And so I took a nap that day. I'm like, I'm I'm clearing it out. I need a nap and that's what's happening. And so I think also when you're doing, you know, more storytelling and sharing yourself, it's also important to share the not so rosy bits. Oh my gosh. So smart. And we forget, right. We forget that we love when people that we look up to do that, but like for, for you, for all the people who are like, I want to be Devin A when I grow up (laughs) for you to be like, I'm not perfect. Yeah. It makes you relatable. Right. I love that you did that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then, you know, sharing good stories in the podcasting 
space, Mm -hmm. you know, matters even more. So how did you decide like podcast is my jam and I'm going to help other people find their space? Oh, I did a lot of kicking and screaming to get here. Mm -hmm. If we're being honest, kicking and screaming, feeling like I was going to throw up, almost passing out all of that. You too. Yeah, me too. But super (laughs) reluctant. So reluctant. Yeah. Even still, sometimes I'm like, are you sure, you know, imposter syndrome popping up? All totally. Yeah. I was reading something yesterday that 70% of us struggle with imposter syndrome. Yeah. 70%. So like, it's just, you know, we're here. It doesn't matter if you make a million dollars or one. Right? right. So I, when I first started looking for like an organic way to connect with people that was more leverage, uh, I was writing, I was writing for the Huffington post for thrive global for Inc. And I, I've been a writer a lot of my life, but what I found really gave me energy was going on podcasts. Mm. And that was, I was reluctant about that too, because I had had a friend who had given me like a sample pitch and it sat in my downloads folder, which is the place that I call where all good intentions go to die. for like a year because I was intimidated. I was like, I'm not a PR person. I don't know how to create this. This is, I'm scared. Yeah. It took somebody just inviting me onto their podcast and maybe like, okay, (laughs) for me to go, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Now I can see why I would want to put the effort into creating pitch. And so I just kept doing that because it was fun. Yeah. And then I started getting clients from it and I was like, what? (laughs) I was doing this because it was fun. Yeah. Right. And then people started asking me to teach it. And I was like, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll teach you for free, but I'm a business coach. (laughs) And then I started getting these endorsements from people who are like podcast famous. And they were like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And I was like, me really? Ah." Thank you, obviously, but me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then one of my coaches was like, you need to do something with this. Mm. Like what? are you doing? Look at these people who want to give you money to do it. Like get out of your own way. And I was like, okay, I'm going to throw up. And then we can have a conversation about it. This is the real behind the scenes of six years of (laughs) getting there. (laughs) It is hard sometimes to just like really step into what is clearly being shown to you of what you should be doing or stepping into. And then just like doing it. Like, why is it so hard sometimes to just, is it like, you're clearly very good at this. How did you get into it? I'm so curious. I mean, yeah, by accident, which I feel like has been my whole entrepreneur story. It was someone, you know, was, Hey Dev, are you interested in this? Yeah, sure. I can, I could try that out, you know, operations and marketing and anything Mm -hmm. that involves planning and lots of highlighters and sticky notes is my sweet spot. So like, yeah, I, I can, I can do that. You want me to make a plan out of chaos? Like, yes, I love to do that. And then I was asked to be on a couple podcasts and it was like, you, you have such a, such a great podcast voice. And I'm like, do. well, what does that mean for my face though? Is that, you know, like, <laughs> so what yeah, is it? You have the voice for, you have the yeah. face for radio. That's exactly. what they used to say. Right. I'm like, compliment? I'm not sure. And so I was on the journey of exactly similar, like what are some organic ways that I can kind of up-level my clients and find new people and find new spaces. And then I think also I wanted to hear more stories that weren't 
I was born an entrepreneur and I knew that I was going to own my own business, which we love those stories, you know, speaking to aspirational things, love that. But I also want to hear the person who was like, you know, I accidentally, you know, made something for someone and a lot of people liked it. So, so now I do it more (laughs) or I still work my nine to five, but I also love the side hustle or, you know, I'm still figuring it out or whatever those journeys, like those are the stories that I, I want to hear from and always, you know, inspired to hear. And so, you know, it was kicking and screaming. It was trying a few, it was, you know, a lot of people being like, yeah, you sound great. And I'm like, I, Thanks. You know, and so it's, it is, it's, it's, it's stepping into something that you're just like, not sure about, but also knowing like, yeah, this, this seems right. And being mm. open to, to what that looks like, you know, love that. easier yeah. said than done, of course, oh every other day. God. I was <laughs> crying this morning in my bed after yeah. I got my kid off to school. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's hard, but it's also so rewarding being able to meet new people and talk about new things and learn new things. Every single time I get off, you know, an episode, (laughs) things get added to my downloads folder Mm. (laughs) for review later. (laughs) Someone had this amazing idea. I've never heard this before. You know, there's just so, so many amazing, talented people doing great things. And I just want everyone to be able to hear that, you know, I love that. And you get to cultivate. Yeah the, the stories that you share and who you elevate as the host, right. And like be a contributor to the conversation instead of just letting the loudest people in the room be the ones that get the attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, also one of the goals is to get more clients and one of the goals is to expand business and brand awareness and all of those things. But even just being able to hear other people's stories, just especially after the last couple of years that we've had, and everyone having to, you know, pivot the the magic word that also feels a little painful to say. <laughs> and just hearing other stories of how people have are trying to figure it out and have the yeah. life that they want is is, you know, really inspiring. Totally. And that's I, why we do what we do, right? Yeah. I mean, like you want to be around cool people. That's why we left corporate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think also when you work from home all the time, you're like, I don't really see people. So like connections like this is like oh hi new person exactly hi new friend thank you for being with me in my yoga pants you know I don't have anything else that fits anymore no absolutely so tell us a little bit more about your book Ooh, yeah so so I wrote it when I was a business coach and it's called the income replacement formula and so it's basically like I looked up and I realized that I had helped a lot of women quit their jobs. Yeah. And, and, you know, I was working one-on-one at the time and charging thousands of dollars. And I was like, how can I make this more accessible? Mm-hmm. What, what we're doing is working like yeah. 75% of my clients were quitting their jobs. And I was like, all right, let's figure out what, what this system is. Cause I didn't think I had one. Right. right. Let's figure out what the framework is really. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not cookie cutter and let's, let's write about it. And, <laughs> and so it came out three and a half years ago and it was just a way for me to share, you know, inspire people because one thing I'm curious if you found this, but one thing that I didn't know anything about when I built my business sort of marketing business, like in a silo, right. Yeah. It was just like, grind, hustle, because those are the messages to work harder, you'll make more. Well, that didn't happen. I was like checking my email in the bathroom when I was with my family because I just felt like I had to be on all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And 
when I joined my first coaching program to help me figure out what the next level was for me, the foundation of the program was mindset. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? I feel like this is super new agey. And like, <laughs> so afraid- yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I like, now I'm like, you can't get too woo for me. Like, yeah. Grimy, you know? So wait, yeah. Yeah. And, and this idea of being able to create what it is that we want without just working 20 hours a day. Right. So I like, it's the book is seven steps. Fully half of it is mindset. Like sure. step because that's it. And right. we're not taught it, right? Absolutely. I was a classic high achiever. Yeah. Like I was just like, I get the A, I get the thing, I do the thing. And what well, right. I looked up and I was like, I don't have the things that I want in my life. Right. Maybe I should try something different, right? Yeah. So, so th- that, you know, that's the point of the income replacement for me. It's like I just want people to be inspired because I in my job, jobs, I was like. I told myself a story of like, I really want to leave. I was in a super toxic environment for several years. I became like very, very depressed and I didn't believe in myself to do it. Yeah. I, I told myself, I don't have a plan. Therefore I can't quit. The truth was I was terrified to fail. Yeah. So I wouldn't even let myself make a plan. And I mean, people who have this desire, like it's there for a reason, right? right? Not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, but if you want to be an entrepreneur, there's never been a better time. So let's talk about how to use that brain of yours to get you moving. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, hmm, yeah, I think, you know, mindset, I completely agree with you and being a high achiever as well. It's like you, you, I remember anytime I'd start a new class, I would go through the syllabus and be like, okay, So it wasn't necessarily, here's what's going on here. I didn't really care what was going on in the course like I did, but more I looked at it and I was like, okay, so I cannot do five assignments and I'll get a B. Or if I at least get, you know, a 72 on every test, I'll pass. Like what is the, because I'm both high achiever slash don't want to waste my time and want to be very effective. And so, which is why, you know, we work in, you know, operations and, and marketing, but really balanced with like, systems and strategy like what what can be in place to work for you while you're sleeping I'm not trying to work that that. I know that's not like a normal thing to say but I don't want to work that hard I I want to be in the sandy beaches I want to be able to have amazing clients that I'm able to help get 10 hours back in their week so they can enjoy the beach as well and be able to you know do what I love doing but I don't want to that hard and so you don't have to exactly and so I love that that mindset and and holding true to that of you know what I don't have to work 24 7 to make ends meet I just have to get smarter about what I'm doing and get aligned sure but I can absolutely tell when my mindset and such is out of whack because I'm just Mm. fluttering all over the place but when I feel a little bit more grounded I feel a little Mm. focused I'm I'm saying positive things for my life. It happens and it's magic. I love that. And we need your work in the world because so many of us are running around feeling like we should be busy because it's a badge of honor and like telling ourselves that if we're busy, then that must mean that we're being effective, but it's just not the case. Not the case. Yeah. Yep. We didn't, I just, I'm like, yeah, didn't leave nine to five to live 
more stressed or more, I actually had it pretty cush now that I've been on this side, you know, it's like, really, what's this, you know, but yeah. it, it is, it is the journey. So I completely agree. And also, I think it's interesting that you mentioned math wasn't your jam earlier, but then you wrote a book, you know, with this special formula. For- <laughs> You know what's so funny? And I bet, I bet, like, I would be curious if you can relate or anybody listening. So I literally had this very piecemeal, took repurposed content. I think these things are important. I was like, I don't know how to organize it. My brain's not available for that right now. (laughs) And my editor said to me, like, what is your process? What is your framework? I I go, I don't have a framework. I work with people one-on-one. Everyone's different. She was like, Christine, everybody's getting the same result. You have a framework. Like, what is it? And I, and I had to have like my coach at the time help me extract it. Cause like I'm sitting in my own jar and I can't read the label. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's wild that it, it wound up happening that way, but I am very grateful for my phone and computer calculators and other things. My accountant, they matter. We need them all the time. Yes. All the time. Thank you for your work in the world. <laughs> What is, you know, as a, as a podcaster, like what is some of your favorite, what are some of your favorite moments that you've had, let's say in the last year? Oh, that's a really good question. Okay. So the name of my podcast is no one's ever asked me that. Mm -hmm. And that is always my goal because so when I was thinking about starting my own podcast, I had been on all these other shows and people were like, oh, you should be a start your own podcast. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it until I find a way to make it fun and not just another thing that I have to do. Cause it's a, you know, it's a massive, massive project, right? Investment of time, money, energy, la la la. So when I started thinking about, you know, the previous, however long of my life in media and interviews are always one of my favorite things. I especially loved getting someone who was shy, comfortable to the point where they would forget there were a camera and five lights in the room. Right. Right. And so I, and I taught speech and that was a confidence building class for my students. It wasn't about speech. It was about getting over this fear that they have of more than dying. Right. (laughs) And so when I, like my, my favorite times have probably been, and I've been privileged to interview some people who are podcast famous, right? And when I ask them something, they've been interviewed hundreds or thousands of times. When I yeah. ask them something where they have to like lean back and go, yeah. oh, I've never thought about that before. <laughs> I'm like, my work here is done, right? And conversely, right. when someone asks me a question that I have to think about, like, yeah. I just, I adore that because it's raw, it's real, it's genuine and it create it's creating new neural pathways mm-hmm. and creating new insights for people to share, to experience in the world. And I just, I love that. What about you? I would, I would say the same. Yeah. Being oh. able to hear different stories, being able to hear, I guess, not necessarily different stories, but different journeys, hearing how other people have you know, gotten to where they're at and being able to spend the last year being able to do that has been great. And just hearing how these badass women are doing badass things. And it's so cool. It's so cool with kids and families and traveling and, and having just hard times and being able to learn from those things and step into their power. It's 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 awesome. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. Okay. So the final questions I like to ask is kind of a speed round. 
to know a little bit about you. So these may be questions that no one's ever asked you before. So I'm excited to hear about them. They're all more focused about you and your life and just fun, mm. fun things. So first question is, I won the lottery and I was like, my new friend, Christine needs to go on a trip. So I have a ticket and I have $10,000 that I give you. Where are you going and how are you using the money? First of all, I'm so excited. Thank you for sharing your abundance with oh, me. You're so welcome. It was so much money. <laughs> this, is a, this is a drop in the bucket. I yeah. love it. Mindset. We're calling it in. Yeah, yes. Wealth consciousness. Money. Let's yeah. go. I am going to Scotland. Mm. I have a lot of an ancestry there, as yeah. you can tell from looking at me. I grew up in Florida. I was the weird, like translucent kid who couldn't go to the beach because I was forever, ever getting sunburned after 10 minutes, even with sunscreen. And so I feel like I feel a very strong soul connection mm. to that place. I want to go stay in a castle. Yeah. I want to research my family roots, learn more about the clans and the culture. I hear the food is not something to travel there for, but hey, that's okay because it looks beautiful. I love hiking. I love nature. And so it's a castle with a roaring fireplace, mm -hmm. lots of tea, yes. hikes, yes. the mix of luxury and nature that I am this weird enigma around. I love that. So thank you. I, I love that. That's so great. Okay. And then next question is how do you take care of yourself? Kind of mind, body, soul. What's something that just always fills your cup to keep going? That's such a good question. And to be honest with you, this is an edge for me because I think for most of my life, I just turned 40. For most of my life, I have been either a flat out people pleaser or a recovering people pleaser. Mm -hmm. uh, someone who's much more comfortable checking things off of a list and experiencing the dopamine rush than slowing down a human doing. Yeah, right. right. And last year I got COVID and then long COVID. And for me, it was, it was nervous system. So I got really severely depressed, very anxious, panic attacks, all these things. Mm. I couldn't figure out what was going on yeah. and, and what came out of it. And my adrenals crashed and what came out of that, you got to take care of yourself, girlfriend. Yeah. So what's felt pretty like self selfish for a lot of my life is now yeah. like, yeah, let's redefine that word and make it like, oh, selfish is being more of who you are. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Rather than at least what I was taught as a woman is like, you right. need to take care of everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. So specifically what I have been finding is <clears throat> meditating Yeah. in first thing in the morning in my sauna blanket. Like I roll out of bed, I put on some socks, I turn insight timer on, on my phone and it's a wonderful free app. And I'm just like, I'm breathing. Yeah. I'm breathing. I am deciding to, no matter this morning, I was like super anxious and I wanted to crawl out of my skin after I crawled out of the sauna blanket. And I was like, yeah, we're just going to lay here anyway. And we're just going to deal. Yeah. And, uh, and that's one of my favorite things because it creates like a sense of spaciousness. Cause my, my mind wants to go into, we don't have enough time. Cause this is a story <laughs> I told myself for a lot of decades. Yes. And so the way that I have found to combat that and reframe that is like, just lay there for 10 minutes. And then I feel like, oh, I started my day on purpose. Now yes. I have all the time. Yes. With intention. Yeah. Yep. And then if you need to, in the middle of the day, you crawl back into that bed if you need to. Yes. 
<laughs> if it's nice outside, if it's not below freezing, yeah. I'm going to be real hippie and sit under a tree and thank it for its, you know, its roots into the earth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Being connected and grounded, like taking time to, to do that. I love that. Okay. Last question. <clears throat> TV, movies, books. I want to know one of what you're watching, reading, or listening to right now, but it's more of the trash variety. And by that, I mean, like, you know, not anything inspiring. Like what is something like goofy that you watch right now that you're like oh super into or read or whatever? So one of the things that I have always done is watch, re-watching my favorite shows to be like a comfort food for me. Sure, yeah. So like to ridiculous amounts. Yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite shows is New Girl. Yes. And I have rewatched that so many times. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough. Had a little... DM exchange with Jake Johnson one time. It like Ooh. made my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. And so, so really reruns are reruns are comfort for me. Catharsis yeah. is this is us. Mm, yeah. Cause I cannot watch that show. One episode of that show without crying. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, and it's like stunningly from my background in production, right? It's right. stunningly well-written and produced. And, yeah. you know, so it's not really trash, but in, in the sense that like narrative television in general yeah. is probably not like, oh, this is, you know, it's right. like, that's my, I'm like, I have 15 minutes. I'm going to sneak in a quarter of a, this is books. I definitely just went through a major trashy romance novel stage on Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm fun so fun so (laughs) indulgent my husband was like I've never known you to read romance novels and I'm like I am all in right now like this is amazing (laughs) and then it was like okay they're formulaic this is boring I know what's happening yeah but for for a while it was like oh this is yeah this is my jam so there you go all of were all of them like Scottish you know warriors was that the theme for a lot of them met in a castle I'm getting hot only some of them some of them I surprised myself because I found a writer that I liked and some of them were like the bad boy who you know is now getting tamed and is like you know meeting the the perfect but wounded girl right and so yeah (laughs) living out west yeah always Um, out west always always out west back home because something (laughs) happened yeah 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 it's the lifetime formula but like a little naughty (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, let's take it up a notch lifetime come on I'm 40 I'm here for it Exactly. I love it. I love it. That's great. I love that. I'm definitely a big fan of rewatching things. I probably rewatch Buffy the Vampire Slayer <gasps> every year. And I love nice. Girl. Rewatch that all the time. So yes. Okay, wait. What is your favorite new girl character or new girl moment? I have to know. Ooh. <laughs> okay, Schmidt is my favorite character, hands down. Um like no question, no question about it. He says just like such terrible things. What was one that I rewatched recently? Oh, when he was pretending to be Tag Romney. I think that's what it was. And the girls were like, no, we know the whole family. And he's like, what? When me and Papa like, <laughs> at our family cabin at our whole, oh, just chef's kiss. Just, just, oh my and so bad and so cringy all the time. But you're like, I know Schmidt. I know someone like that. And they have such a good heart. But yes. man, they say the dumbest things. <laughs> like yes. Things. 
I think the reason I fell in love with him is because I was like, that's my friend Marcus yeah. University. It's yeah. literally, have you gone down the YouTube rabbit hole of he and Jake Johnson doing interviews? I have seen a couple, but not a rabbit okay. hole. And I love me a YouTube rabbit hole. So adding that to my watch list. Next. Yes. <laughs> I love, oh yeah, Jake Johnson. He's, I love that you had a texting. He's dreamy. <laughs> he's, he's great. Well, Christine, thank you so much for being on the show. I think we had so much fun. <laughs> thank you for this, Devonay. This is like the highlight of my week. <laughs> If people want to find more about you, more about podcasting, all the things, like where can they find you? Yeah. So probably the best place is I have a free checklist that summarizes all the things about exactly how to be a great guest that you can grab at lifewithpassion.com slash checklist. And that will get you into my world. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you everyone for listening to Savvy Booked and Best. Savvy Booked and Blessed. Goodness me. It's time for margaritas, I think. We will see you guys next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcast.prosavvyas.com dash podcast slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag Savvy, Book, and Blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. We definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.